Hello and welcome to another episode of Unfiltered Conversations. My name is Alex and through coaching I'm bridging the gap from holistic to lifestyle and business for my clients. The topics we touch upon are, for example, what is your definition of the big abstract terms like joy, purpose, confidence and freedom? What does it mean to you living well? In this podcast, I have conversations with people from all over the planet who I've met during my travels or who I reach out to because they inspire me on a daily level. Today I talk with Amal Marina Marchenkulova. I hope I pronounced her last name correctly. She is an author, a psychologist, a meditation teacher, and a motivational speaker, and all that while being an introvert. She is as well an international human design and Gene Keys reader and coach, and that is the topic we talk about most in today's episode. She has written as well several books in English and in Russian, so do connect with her website to get full details. And if that was not enough yet, she manages as well to publish two podcasts, one in English and one in Russian, where she speaks about topics such as happiness, meditation, and awareness. When she's in India, you can find her in the Offshore International Meditation Resort in Pune, the biggest meditation center in the world where she gives consultations. Without any further delay, let's dive in, let's get into today's unfiltered conversation with Amada. Let's go have a nice talk. Um, yes. Amada. Yay. Uh, <laughs> welcome to, uh, well, first episode of 2022. My God, new year, new beginnings. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, would you like to uh, give the audience a short introduction of yourself? Just a little bit who we are talking with and where you're from. Um, yeah, go ahead. Space mm-hmm. is yours. Dear Alexandra, I'm very happy to be here. Hello, everyone. I'm Amara. I'm from Russia. I feel like I'm at the English lesson, you know, and I'm saying where I'm from, what I do. <laughs> <laughs> the student in me, you know, who never sleeps. So I am actually, this is a question that I can never properly, I can never properly introduce myself. I can say I'm Amara and I'm from Russia. Would this be enough? <laughs> For now. I think perfectly, Uh, perfectly, yes. Uh, It would have been wonderful if we could have had this conversation, of course, uh, one-on-one. It has been uh, two years that we've seen each other, a little bit over already. Yeah, that was in Sri Lanka. Uh, But I'm very happy that, uh, you know, the techniques of these days uh, allow us to give conversations like these, record them and then put them out into the world. And how we met a couple of years back, uh, a couple of years, I think it's already like eight or so, (laughs) (laughs) maybe even more, I don't even remember. Um, Our paths have crossed quite uh, quite often and um, the conversations that we've had together, they started to become quite intriguing uh, because um, when I got to know about your, well, your passion, your specialization in, uh, first of all, the meditations around the Osho techniques, uh, but as well, of course, the human design. And then it was really like, in the beginning, it was really like, human what? Human human design. (laughs) Yeah, I get that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's really like, what? Like the human what? Okay. Can you give um, maybe uh, just a a brief description of what is human design? Where does it come from? Because it's not very old. It's from like the 80s, 1987 to be exact. 1987. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is it? It's pretty new and it's pretty ancient, I can say, because... I mean, the knowledge uh, which contains in this system is a knowledge of uh, forever. So it just came into existence mm. here on the, onto this planet in eight, 1987. Mm. So human design is a system which uh, basically tells you who you are, who you really are. And once you find that out, you will never want to be anyone else. That's good. Because we are all special. Everybody on this yes. planet, I think, is a special yes. person. It's like human design says, we all came into this world unique. But because due to, due to our conditioning, mm. we started going 
away from our true nature. Like mm-hmm. we're conditioned by the government ruling, we're conditioned by our parents, by our mm-hmm. kindergartens, by our teachers, peers, communities we live in, that we go to a different community and we get extra conditioning. Yeah. And then we stop and say, who am I really? So human design answers this question in full length. And it opens like a whole whole new world. Yeah. What I recognized in there is that there are um, other systems integrated within the human design. So probably the people that will start, um, uh, you know, make that first start and getting their chart and then seeing all these symbols and things that are on there and there is stuff written on there. You're like, okay, what am I looking at? There is, uh, for me, it was pretty fast that I could recognize um, uh, the the few older techniques that are already in there. What for me, it personally did is that I started recognizing um, that who I am as a person, as a character, uh, my characteristics, they're really like, oh, but this is completely natural. This is like how I am. So what I thought before that as a stressing thing as you know a brain that goes all over the place the whole day 24 hours and then needing to be super tired as well at the end of the day instead of winding down easily um I just go on on and on and then then just drop them <laughs> and then I fall asleep but that is me and I know already a long time that every person has his own way how they function best so what you yep. say you really start to learn to know yourself uh, from the core, from your energetic design, basically how you've been put on this earth. That Mm -hmm. is what human design is going to give you the answer for. How did it get into your life? How did it cross your path? What what was going on in front? My God, that's, uh, I mean, before I met human design, I was, uh, living happily let's say as, a, as an English teacher and uh, as an international journalist so I was already traveling and working online when online work was not that common not that much common let's say mm. so I was pretty happy and I was not looking for any extra um, vocation I thought I found my vocation but um, I was a long time I am a long time meditator so mm. I've been in meditation for my personal as in my personal practice for many many years for more than 20 years and um, probably because of that I was constantly looking and searching for something and I couldn't understand what exactly I was searching for and then um, once being a journalist I had a musician over for an interview and instead of interviews it's just, just this musician mentioned this human design thing. I was like, human what? <laughs> that was my, my question. And the interview didn't work out because then for the next few hours, we were talking about human design and I got so fascinated. I went online. I didn't understand anything. I was so disappointed. I was so um, sad, saddened, you know. So after a few, a few maybe months I came across um, Chetan Parkin's book online. Mm. And this is a person who later on, by incredible twist of fate, became my teacher. And whose books later on I translated for a publisher and who then offered to teach me knows. Who saw this in me before I even admitted. Because every time we spoke with him, he used to tell me that I'm going to be doing the readings anyway, so I might as well get started now, you know, practicing. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. I just want to translate your books, you know. And the thing, how I came to translate his books, I was in India and I was carrying his book everywhere I went. And uh, one day when I was in the Osho uh, commune, in, the, in Pune, in the ashram, in the place we still mm. call ashram. I noticed that the book was actually dedicated to Osho, <laughs> which oh, I really? did not, 
I did not notice that before. I mean, I had this book for several years. And I was so amazed. I started reading the introduction to the book and there he is telling the story how he came to Osho commune and how he lived with Osho for 11 years and how because of Osho he came across human design and all the story, you know, very mysterious story. And I immediately got so hooked. So I found Chetan's email and I emailed him. <laughs> I said, here I am. I just became an Osho sannyasin. I became a Mara and I have your book and it has to be in Russian and it is not. So I want to translate it. And he replied, you know, and we started writing back and forth. And uh, I didn't have any connections with publishers. I was a journalist, but I was, um, at that time, I didn't have any books written, you know. That was but later. That came later. Yeah. That came later, yes. So this story just started unraveling so fast. And I was just, so here I was actually following the story. I was not trying to unfold the story. I was just following the energy that went after that. Can you then, could you then already say that, well, you said already, like, you know, you've been meditating already for quite a long time before. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You've thought that you were already following your vocation, so as you call it. Um, but the universe always has greater thoughts or um things for us that are maybe a little bit hidden they are still a little bit covered and they uncover the moment they are ready to be uncovered um can you then tell that basically you were following just your intuition already that strong that things just fell into place because they just came on your path so meaning by this that you were already living according to your energetic uh, design what we get Um, you are not forcing anything because if you were following that internal what's already in us um, you automatically draw the things that should be in your life towards you yep absolutely I was actually not even forcing. I was resisting this path. Yeah. I did not want to become human design specialist. <laughs> I did not plan to become a meditation teacher. Yeah. It was so far away from my ambitions or my goals or aims or anything. That's why a lot of times when Chetan was telling me and uh, when somebody would be pushing me, I was like, I already do what I love. You know, I'm not looking. This is my hobby, you know. What What was, just to give an example, just to give an image, what was one of your goals or uh, plans that you wanted to, you know, chase after? Uh, when I was living in the States, uh, this is how I saw my life. Like I would be a fiction writer. I would be writing Harry Potter books. Harry Potter Potter became later, but yes, I wanted to write fiction books and I wanted to teach at the university. I wanted to teach creative writing. Okay. And I wanted to continue writing articles because I was passionate about writing in any form, (laughs) like fiction, nonfiction, essays, uh, reading and writing were my two passions. Well, somewhere you still did continue to follow it because it's... (laughs) Not just one book, two, yes. what is it? Three or four right now? Uh, two big books and three yeah. little books, so five uh, total. Mm-hmm. That's just still like, you know, there's, <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of books in there. Uh, just for the people yeah. that are listening in, that for now, uh, there's a few of the books are in English, but uh, there's also a few books in Russian. So it depends a little bit on your language uh, capacity yeah. capabilities, <laughs> depends on which books. But we will for sure put them uh, in the description uh, from the podcast if people are interested in, in finding out for that. Um, and then I'm going to take a little bit of a sidetrack, like, as you know, and probably you as well, you, um, I'm like a big advocate for wellness, living well, and, um, supporting as many people as I can to, uh, inspire them that wellness is different for each and every one of us. And why, for example, human design can be, 
uh, one of the is it's just a great tool to get to know yourself better so you can figure out a little bit what wellness for you individually would mean if i ask you what is in the terms the, the word uh, wellness or living well what what does this embody for you you know the word wellness uh, is associated with my uh, beloved place in goa <laughs> wellness <laughs> that's the one association that i have because the word wellness for me other uh, like other than from that context Mm. Um, it doesn't have it doesn't have an essence for me it doesn't register within me mm. because uh, from what I from what this word well to live well is associ associated in the community where I come from and mm. what I see in Instagram and everywhere uh, it is like this is good and this is bad mm. so I disagree with that Yeah, segregation because there is no black and white. Yeah, like what? So I don't really understand the word well wellness. <laughs> well, what it is very often what we see is that um, people are associating it with uh, being wealthy or being rich or um, mm. being in that state of mind. But um, living well means uh, more in the fact from a, what are your what are your values in in day-to-day -day life uh, mm -hmm. what does it mean for you to spend your day in in quality what are things you like to be doing um, staying away if possible from from stress uh, related uh, affairs like you know working too hard and too much and creating um Um, yeah, creating a long-term uh, discomfort within your physical cells, but as well in the environment where you live in. So mm -hmm. we can all define for ourselves uh, what does it mean for me to have a good life? You can also see it like this instead of using the word well or wellness. Okay. What does it mean to have a good life? What does it mean to have a good life? Uh, for me, it is not living well. For me, it is living attuned to every day. So this mm -hmm. is what I do. Mm. I attune to the energy of the day every day that I live. And mm. sometimes it is like this, and sometimes it is like that, and every day it is different. And that attunement uh, changes the life scenery so much. It's like you can be in the same place for 20 days in mm. a row, and those 20 days will be different. Mm. And every time it is just, it's not even attuning uh, myself within me but it is attuning me to the surrounding that I mm. am this moment. It's so almost seeing it the other way around. Moment. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. living the good life. Like, yes. we, you know, there, there is so many different uh, aspects of, of, of living your life that it's always interesting to, um, uh, to find the narratives that are, that are right for each person. Mm -hmm. um, How would you suggest that um, human design can support, besides that people get to know themselves really good, um, building a re healthy relationship with oneself, but as well mm -hmm. with people that are surrounding us? Um, how can human design support into that? Because there is a few different types. Um, mm -hmm. Are there certain types that are going better together as other types <laughs> i would like to start with the general information mm, in the beginning yeah, you yeah. know we're used to uh, we're used to uh, reading and listening to the things like we need to transform ourselves mm. we need to change ourselves mm. we need to better ourselves we need to follow our role models to become whatever we want to become mm. we need to um, emanate leadership skills in order to be leaders blah 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 right mm -hmm. So we very rarely hear from anybody in our life or from anywhere, from TV, from Instagram, from anywhere, that, that actually there are some good things in us, that actually that we are okay. Yeah. So the first revelation that human design gives you, that there is nothing wrong with you. 
And actually that is when I cried my eyes out the first time when I found out about my design. And obviously it was just the tip of the iceberg. I was like, I realized that there was nothing wrong with me and the things that everybody was trying to change in me. Yeah. The things that I thought that something is not suiting this environment I come from, etc. I thought I had to change it. But actually, no, I didn't have to change it. But then after that comes another part. When you find out about yourself, you have to own what you are, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. every gift has the shadow side. So you have to yeah, own definitely. between. <laughs> Hey, we are we are a balance between the two. You cannot yes. be one without the other because we need yes. the shadow side to show the Definitely. light. Yeah, and uh, this is what makes life interesting. So a lot of times, what I see in human design community, when people say, "Look, I am this," so you deal with it, you know. <laughs> but it's not about that. Uh, there is no design which is worse or better than the other. Mm-hmm. There are more rare designs, more common, but. Every single person's design is incredible. Uh, It's like you are given this set of tools, you know. Mm. You are given a knife and a a hammer, for example, and a brush and this and this. You can kill with a hammer or you can build a house with a hammer, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have to choose what you can do with it. Yes. You You can build a factory which creates these hammers, right? Yeah. You can lend this hammer to other people and make a living off of it. Or you don't have to do anything with it. You, just, you can just hang it on the wall and you will not even know what to do with it. So a lot of people are going through life, you know, this in the sleeping state. They don't even know how incredible they are. And I think I have the best job in the world telling people how incredible they are <laughs> that's a pretty that's a pretty nice way there we go so next time that somebody asks you what do you do it's really like well i'm telling yeah. everybody in the world how wonderful they are <laughs> this is my job description yes. this is what i get yes. to do day for day nice. yeah i think you just found out what you're uh, there we go. <laughs> what do you do <laughs> somebody once told me that i'm a happiness fairy so i accept that as well Happiness fairy. That's my yeah. job description. <laughs> yeah, but I think as well that you are, um, it is quite intense when you're talking with somebody like you about, uh, you get a reading on your design, so you start learning things about yourself. Um, because we are, what you already said, we are so conditioned uh, these days. Um, and we almost have to peel the onion layer by layer absolutely, so that the people are becoming aware of who they truly are. And the moment that they become aware of who they truly are, uh, let them fall in love with themselves. Let them completely build that healthy relationship with themselves and try to avoid that they're going to put layers of the onion back on again uh, because then they're going to be hiding. They're going to be hiding behind walls that are probably more safe. But if you really embody uh, or embrace, not embody, embrace the person who you are yourself, build that healthy relationship, um, then you can also start to build healthy relationships with the ones that are around you. We hide ourselves. There is no way that we can make a a connection uh, outside of that. Absolutely, you know, out of that shell that that needs to be broken down. So you instead have, of changing yourself and transforming yourself, you're just going back to your nature, which is so yeah. much easier. <laughs> it's a lot easier because you don't have to learn anything, but you have to exactly. Unlearn. Sometimes you, you have, have to, to unlearn. unlearn. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you have to unlearn, and sometimes it's painful. Yeah. But that's like the most fascinating thing you can do with yourself. Because once you start unlearning and you start going back to your nature, the word tolerance, which I also dislike, um, where we have to to be tolerant towards other people, Mm. the word tolerance goes out the window. Because when you start seeing the other person's nature, true nature, 
you start accepting them for who they are. And that's the beauty. This is love. Nothing I, else is love, but that's love. I think that's a beautiful description. I like that. That's definitely because the moment that you see that, yeah, it has to come from the other person. They have to be open to show it and you have to be open to be able to see and to recognize. Mm, I, I would say there is no other. There's they no don't other. have to do anything. If you're leaving your design, it's not up to you to force the other person to be open for it. Mm, no. You have to let them, I mean, unless they're asking you questions, unless they're saying, yeah. telling you, show me. Because the other thing that happens a lot once you find out about human design, you start wanting to change other people's lives, you know? <laughs> like, oh my God, you have to do this. No, don't do that. It's more an invitation. Yeah. I see it more as um, showing others what an amazing person you are. And let the other ones through your own it. example. Yeah. yeah. And it's then let them let them become curious. <laughs> really like, why is this yes. happening? Why are you like yeah. that, that or that? It's really like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Showing the showing the example already right up front. Right up front. That's perfect. Yeah, that's how that's how children learn, right? And through human yeah. design process, you kind of become a child because uh, our conditioning process lasts for seven years. The first seven years of a child's life are the most important years of their life because the whole condition happens the first seven years. So when you start living your design, the deconditioning process also lasts seven years and you become the child again. So I remember uh, Ra, uh, the founder of the system, the person who got this download, he used to say, look at every client as you are looking at the child. Because it's actually a child who lost himself or herself came to you. Mm. You have to teach the child to be, to grow up. So basically that helps a lot. Because when you see, and then you see that the person who came to you, mm, we're all wounded, you know, we're all hurt by our life experiences, but by our um, lives, by our incarnations. I think so it is also a lot healing, to do a lot yeah. of healing in human design. I think it also has a lot to do with the uh, experiences that we go through um, in life. Um, you know, some people are born on okay uh, easier places than others, um, but everything that an adult goes through is related to something in their past and that can be a way how they've been brought up um, that can be other events that happened later on in life but all these unlearning processes that we are going through when we start recognizing from oh can I work on this um, I think these processes are very beautiful to see and there is for each and every one their own way how they can move through, uh, move through basically anything in their own lives. Yeah. What is in, um, you know, if I, if I look at, for example, a group of people together, um, then you see that sometimes some people go really well together and other people, mm -hmm. they just like, they don't want to be in each other's, almost in each other's energy field. They just like, they, they bump away from each other. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the opposites of the magnet. And some yeah. people are just pulled into each other. Um, could you almost say that no matter what, all the people that are pulled into each other, but also the ones that are being pushed away from each other, they are pretty much living in a line with their energy because this is, you know, how nature designed it. This is how nature created it or however you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. That you're being pulled or you gravitate towards uh, certain people more. And sometimes when you walk in the street uh, and it's busy on the street, I had it a few days ago here as well. Um, it was quite busy on the street, way too busy to my, uh, to my <laughs> liking. Um, 
But sometimes there's like people passing you by really like, oh, I didn't want to be in that energy field. It just felt mm-hmm. like I was being like, I was drawn into it, but I pulled myself to the side really like, no, no, no I don't want to be there. Let me go. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a little bit from how does that energy work? Is it like, um, if you look at the human design, is it that certain people will be automatically drawn to each other and some will be pulled away from each other can you can you say that yes yes there are actually quite a lot of aspects to that in human Mm. design first let me talk about auras Mm. and then i can talk about how the people get pulled towards each other because these are different things Uh, since um, probably a lot of listeners will already google human design and they they know that there are five types, five okay. main types in human design, right? So manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. So these five types, they all have different type of aura. And the aura is usually through human design perspective is around three meters round. So what what type of aura these all types represent? Manifestors. They their aura is repulsive, their aura is closed. So they, uh, whatever you throw at them, it bounces back. <laughs> okay. And uh, this is one thing. And they're closed, so you cannot probe them and feel them. They're absolutely closed. And there is a, there is a reason for that. Manifestors in the past, they, they used to be kings. And you know that the kings, not queens and kings, but mm-hmm. kings, even if they're in the in a skirt, the okay. masculine energy. So they obviously had to sit on the pedestal, right? Mm-hmm. They cannot be all embracing and encompassing and lovey dovey. So mm-hmm. the the crown is not there anymore, but the aura is still there. So okay. whatever manifestors can get away with, nobody can. And at the same time, that makes them less feely of other people's needs. <laughs> so yeah. uh, there are a lot of aspects to that. I mean, I know manifestors who are doing a lot of good uh, for their own reasons, but they're still doing good. I have quite a lot of friends, manifestors, even though it's one of the various types, which is surprising that uh, I have them around, you know. <laughs> but it's a great type if you know why. You'll understand mm-hmm. why they're always like that. Yeah. So then imagine in this one group, there is a manifestor and then there is a generator. Generator's aura is open. It wants to respond to life. It's very warm and buzzing and it's very, it's like a a generator. It's like a heater, you know? So everybody Mm -hmm. wants to be close to the heater. Everybody wants to get a taste of that energy, manifestors included. It's a very tasty energy. So, and Obviously, in order to get that energy, you have to get close to the generator. So they are yeah. very appealing in that way. So imagine in one group, manifestor is closed, but they still want the energy, but they are closed. So here, if the people are not aware of their types, of uh, if they're not aware in general, mm. <laughs> there might be a problem. It doesn't have to be, but there might be. Then we can have a projector in the same group. Projector's energy is focused. It is like an X-ray vision. It focuses in one point and it drills into that point. And in a very little time, they can know everything and X-ray everything about the, the person that they are focusing on. Because their focus works on one person at a time. They're trying this, trying that, and then whatever picks their attention, they are drawn to there. And then then, a little bit. hmm? Can I ask, can you then almost say that um, the projector has easier access to the generator as access to the manifestor? The projector wants uh, more of the generator because they cannot live without generator's energy. Ah, Manifestor doesn't require generator's energy unless they want the generators to work for them. Yeah, but that's a whole different story. Yeah, but projector needs a generator. Yeah, they cannot live without them. So then, imagine in the same group, 
there is a manifesting generator. This is the hybrid, you and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have both of these energies. We have the closed and uh, closed and uh, repulsing aura on one hand. On the other hand, we are very warm and embracing and we are intaking people. So we have both. So that might be kind of confusing to some people. <laughs> so you can switch gears. This is what I do. I switch gears whenever I'm aware that sometimes I do want to close my aura and I'm very specific in the places where I want to close my aura and I don't want anybody even... <laughs> I mean, I can be in the crowd of people, but nobody will be able to penetrate mm. my aura. I know how to do it energetically. So this is what manifesting generator does. At the same time, this warmth that all the generators have, they also have it. So they also become warm and fuzzy and everybody wants to be around them and everything. So then let's put, so we have four people in this group and now the last person, the rarest of rarest, less than 1% of population. Is it less than 1%? Reflectors, wow. yes. Reflectors used to be, you know, those sages who used to live in the caves and people from all over the world would just go through trials and tribulations to get to that cave and just sit in their presence. Not to listen to satsang, not to ask them questions. No, just sit and be in their presence. Like Amma, the hugging saint. Mm. She's a reflector. She is. Mm. Yes. Okay, but it makes a lot, that makes so much sense. Yes. That, yeah, a lot this, of sense. <laughs> this, this makes like very much sense. Yes. Um, I do feel that there is a, a beautiful storybook in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many books. <laughs> I just so hear, many. no, just basically the way how you were, uh, but this is probably as well a little bit the manifesting generator uh, that I know that I am really like. Uh, there's all kinds of like people, uh, all, all kinds of ideas, ideas. popping up into my head. <laughs> And I can just see that, like, you know, the manifester has this big suit on. It's like that you cannot touch, <laughs> you cannot reach it. It's just like everything bumps off of it. Um, yeah. But it's it's very interesting until they decide that they want something and then they they let it. Yeah. Um, and uh, then they penetrate any other aura without yeah. asking. <laughs> they do that. Too. You know what I love about manifestors? For me personally. Yeah. Um, they, in my life, they have been the most honest people who tell me directly what exactly they want from me. In my life, I find it so refreshing when I don't have to guess what they want. And then I can say yes or no, you know? So for me, it's easy. I can, I let go of the control with manifestors because even if I'm a manifesting generator, you know, I have a friend. She's a manifester. And when I'm meeting with her once a year in Moscow, uh, I know that she's going to choose the restaurant we're going to go in. She's going to choose the route we're going to go to that restaurant. Mm. She's going to choose the time when the meeting will be over. And I am so relaxed. I mean, I have manifestor side in me as well. And I could have uh, get angry. Because I also like to control things, certain things. But because I know your nature and I know mine, I let go of that rain. Yeah. I let you rule and I have the best time of my life. Which is totally, makes totally sense because yes. you let someone in their nature, in their, where they are, you know, completely yeah. whole in an essence. Yeah. And because you recognize it, there is no confrontation. There's no friction uh, in between. So yeah. it is in in this way. You can definitely say, well, it helps to know your friend's design as well <laughs> a little bit, and it helps to know a lot. who it you're hanging out with. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, you know um, about reflectors, their aura. I didn't mention their aura. Mm -hmm. Reflectors' aura is probing. And uh, it probes and it sheds. It tries and lets go. 
This is their energy. They can be anything and anybody. You can almost say that they're hybrid. Uh, they are everything and nothing at yeah. the same time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is like, okay. <laughs> there are some, there's just some, you know, you, you just pulled some, some heads open there and it's really like, yeah. oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> but then you were also mentioning about the connection. I'll just mention a little bit about this connection, which mm-hmm. is when we feel pulled towards the other person. Uh, you know, uh, in human design, we can say who are more compatible and who are less compatible, who's going to have more friction and how and where exactly the friction will be. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when people come for a relationship reading, for example, they want to know if they're compatible. So I want to, um, when I ask them why you're asking, they, they want to know if they are harmonious. Mm. The funny thing is, very rarely there is a couple who actually chose this partner to be harmonious because in harmony, people get bored. People yeah. don't get friction. And uh, surprisingly or non-surprisingly, if you know anything about biology, and I know very little, (laughs) people get attracted to each other sexually because there is a friction. I've heard about that one as well, yeah. yeah. And I was very surprised about it, but that means that the people cannot, what you said, get bored and they have to continue working on their so-called relationship. Exactly. Relationships, they need work. Yes, that's why I asked them, like, we have to change the intention here. Yeah. You've met this person for some reason. If he's not abusive to you or she is not abusive to you, if uh, you want to be together and you want to know how, we can look into it. But if you want to know if human design should tell you, should you stay forever or not, don't ever give this this power to anybody to any astrologer any reader this power is out of your hands but human well, design can tell you exactly where you get pulled towards each other what is the chemistry what is the repulsion where are the compromises where are the problems and that's the fascinating things to look at i think that it is um I have to laugh always very hard about it. Uh, you know, you've got tons of these websites that pass by sometimes on Facebook and then um, astrology cards uh, or maps. Are you fitting? Are you like relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, is this person the right person for me? Are we a good fit? And really like, you can never know. And then <laughs> what? then my question is why do I want to know because isn't that the fun of a relationship to discover if you are the right fit for each other and go into that experience um because if you already have the answer up front then where's in the fun in the whole discovery yeah. process if you are like the good the good fit for each other so why on earth would somebody um i i never imagine why somebody would wanting to have um as in romantic partner relationship advice no matter if that was human design astrology uh whatever reading you can do tarot readings etc you cannot predict the future we are living in the now we are not living in our past our past has shaped us to where we are now and from where we are now, we are going towards the future, definitely. But, hey, uh, we are still in today. <laughs> when it's not tomorrow yet. So I don't want to know exactly what is going to happen tomorrow because that would ruin my today experience. Because I would not be living in the experience yeah. yet. Thank God human design doesn't deal with tomorrows. <laughs> I, I'm very happy for that. I'm, for me, it was very... Um, um the first time I had a reading done, I think that is now three years ago or four. No, it's three years ago. I think three years ago must be the first full reading. No, it's four. Oh, my God. Okay, time flies when you're having fun. Um, and then I had another reading done 
And I still got only in the tip of the iceberg. And then like half a year ago, all of a sudden I started reading into the more, yeah, subtle layers underneath and they're really like oh hold on hold on <laughs> now I get into numbers and stuff like that is that it is so detailed um, but so refined um, so even if you are let's say okay let's take the manifesting generator but there are so many different manifesting generators out there so that still means that yeah. everybody is so individual it's not that you know like um all Sagittarius are in that, that, and that, and that. You are that, so this is basically who you are. So first, no, no, no. it goes way beyond that um, mm. because of these refined details in there. So this is, um, I, I do hope that the people that are listening in, that they go into at least the tip of the iceberg, get yeah. curious and start experimenting within themselves how this works out and how this uh comes up into their day-to-day experiences mm-hmm. just in different situations for sure i would love to know one thing from you okay i ask this basically in every podcast and you can choose if now you could go have a tea a coffee a chai or um I don't know, glass of wine, whatever your preference drink at that point is. And invite someone, famous or non-famous, and have a conversation with this person. Firstly, I would like to know who would this person be? And it can be a writer, can be, I don't know, a philosopher. It can be somebody from your present, from your past. Um what conversation would you like to have with this person? <laughs> mm, there probably many people would be, but the first person right now who comes to mind at this moment and point in my life is uh, Dr. Hugh Lam, who passed away recently, a few days ago. Yeah. Dr. Hugh Lam is the person who brought the technique Ho'oponopono into the world with uh, through Joe Vitale. And um, I would love to have a cup of coffee with him and just laugh because this is... Uh, I, I'm speechless when I think about him, when I think about the light that was in that person. And um, it's like, it doesn't matter what we will talk about. <laughs> there is nothing I want to ask him that he hasn't already told me for the courses that I've done. But just being with him and laughing and his incredible sense of humor and the gift that he was and is in this life. So that's the person. That's the person you would like to uh, have a conversation with. Yep. I think that um, life is... um, very amazing pretty amazing very Mm -hmm. beautiful and I hope that with conversations that I have here online with people like you inspires people to just put everything down put your phone down put your ah just put everything down and get a drink make yourself comfortable and go have like real time conversations uh, with the people that are dear to you uh, with people that inspire you and um, teach this as well to the generations that are coming after us but all the, mm-hmm. the younger the youngest generation definitely uh, but I think that if we show the world by example um, how beautiful it can be to make through connection um, in any way. If that has to be like we are doing now online, uh, still there is a possibility to make through connection through that. Yeah. 
And I would love to thank you very much for all your time. And if there's maybe a few last words of wisdom that you would like to share with <laughs> our audience, then hey, this is your space. You know, I don't know about wisdom. I would like to say that we all have we all have 24 hours a day. Presidents, kings homeless people, every single person. And um, I want to stop the, the rush that we're all in. I want to stop the race that we're all in to become this, become that. And I want to breathe out. I want to have, I want to just invite you all to have the breathing out several times a day and stop and attune to yourself. Because this is what I'm telling myself. And that means whatever I'm telling myself and whatever I'm practicing myself, I can share with you right now. Thank you so, so much. Thank you very much for having me. I'm sending you a really, really big, big, big smile. And, well, again, a big virtual hug. Yes. And I know that our paths will cross somewhere. We don't know when, we don't know where. Yeah. And, um, yes, until next time. Thank you. Until next time, for sure, Alex. Thank you so much.